We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up? Welcome into the latest OBR Film Breakdown Friday, November 24th. We're recording this around 5 o'clock. It's going to be a late podcast drop. Listen, Thanksgiving Day turns into Thanksgiving weekend for some of us, so uh, I am way behind. Andrew has filled me in on what's been going on around Brown Circles. Uh, also, uh, we will have picks for you as well. We want to hit on a couple topics before we get to those picks that we, we always do for your weekend show. And the first is Denzel Ward's going to miss the game, right? So you have Denzel Ward out. You have uh, Marquise Goodwin is out. Those are your two early rollouts. And then we'll see if Anthony Walker or Juan Thornhill can go, right? Those are your questionables. I could be missing one, Andrew. You can tell me if I'm missing one. But those are the key cogs in the machine. And I know we spoke most recently with Jordan, um, I think on the Thursday podcast there, about how we would be feeling without him. Now that he's out, and I hunted. I didn't, I don't know, man. I didn't see a ton of shoulder stuff. I don't know if something came on late where it got some fluid in it or something. I did not find many shoulder collision issues for Denzel. So, you know, I like to find like the scene of the crime thing here. Uh, it's kind of like figuring out where the shoulder could be hurt. I didn't see a ton there, but it's clearly going to linger. We talked early in the week, Andrew, about, uh, you know, this nature of they can move Emerson outside, maybe bring Ford inside, but but predominantly play heavier personnel. Getting Thornhill back matters, obviously, if they can. He's questionable, but he's been practicing. You always can't make a judgment based on practice. You never know how much they're doing in a limited practice. So you're kind of you're kind of careful there. But I guess what I'm looking for is a vibe check. You know, you're missing Denzel. We knew that could happen. That's come to fruition. How are we feeling about these guys defensively heading into this trip to Denver? Are you feeling okay about it? I, I'm not uh, entirely processed mentally about how they're going to attack this team or if Denver alters their plan and tries to attack the Browns a little bit differently now. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you feel – less threatened by it because they have three good outside cornerbacks, right? Greg Newsom is, you know, I, I think, you, I mean, it would be nice if Cam Mitchell was back because I think he's a much more natural nickel than Mike Ford is, but Ford has been playing with confidence the last few weeks. You you push Newsom outside, Ford comes into the, the slot, he can tackle really well. So that'll be helpful against, you know, Samaj P. Ryan, some of the underneath stuff that Denver does. I'm not overly worried about it. I will start to get pretty nervous if Thornhill is out because then, you've got to be putting either Ronnie Hickman or DeAnthony Bell on the field. And I don't love that, right? So 
if they can get Thornhill back and it's and your and your starting secondary is Newsom, Emerson, Thornhill, and Delpit, that's damn near what you started the season with. I'm okay with that. But if if you go away from Thornhill, it, it starts now. You kind of have multiple areas that you're hoping to cover up, and I, I don't I don't love that against a you know Sean Payton is uh, still a pretty good offensive play caller. He, you know the the Broncos offense has been league average ish, and they can you know if there's a mismatch, they can they can find it and pick on it. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not freaking out yet, but if Thornhill's inactive uh, Sunday afternoon at uh, what two thirty or something, um, that that's when it'll start to feel like okay, this is gonna this might be a little bit of a hold on for your you know for your life thing because it's this, it, it you know I think they'll have more success against this defense. We'll talk about that in a second, but um, it, you still don't want to be giving up thirty points because you don't think this offense can score thirty points. Period. It feels like every year there's a challenge game where your depth is really given a run for its money and again i don't know if ward will be back for la i think we discussed rightfully so that getting him back for the rams is a bit more important than this one but you know the vibe to me is that there's always a game or two that challenges some sort of part of your unit on both sides we know the browns offense has been sort of you know week over week challenged sometimes at key positions right that's not a secret but defensively i would say andrew that they haven't really been challenged like this from a depth perspective right they did see ward go out for a little bit of that uh, actually more than a little bit after the stanley hit he left for almost that entire game so that changed things a little bit but now you're talking about the important part of the safety position right with losing mccloud like it just is a game let's more of the story for me is let's see how they respond to the challenge like this is a challenge your depth type of game and unfortunately it's not a home game for that sort of scenario it's a it's a road game, but I guess you can hope that there, there's a, a level of hyper-focus that comes with being on the road and traveling and the unit being together and all of that. And again, I, I don't mean to diminish the Broncos here. I just think that if I was to be afraid of one unit being a little bit depleted, I would prefer against Russell Wilson, current version of Russell Wilson, for it to be the secondary and not the front because I think he totally. can really be manipulated by pass rush and alter some of his ability to push the football downfield. So that that's kind of where my hunch is. Are you aligned with that or not? Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, we, we started to kind of jokingly around the corners, po- poke into the area of Miles Garrett for MVP, take over a game in Denver, put, put Russell Wilson on the ground three times, force a fumble. That conversation starts for real. You know, if, if some other big name quarterbacks have another down week, uh, you know, if Josh Allen goes out and plays terrible against the Eagles and, you know, a few other things and Miles Garrett single-handedly wins them this game in Denver, then b- the buzz just picks up and he has the opportunity to do this. This, this defensive line is not, or offensive line, I should say the Broncos offensive line is nothing to write home about. So, um, yeah, the front can go out and dominate this game and kind of make some of those secondary issues a little bit irrelevant, which is what you're looking for. Again, this is a really strange setup for them. I, again. A leadership perspective missing, one of your best players missing. Let's see how they respond. We want to talk about this defense being historically really, really great. Let's see how they respond in this moment against an offense that's playing. Again, Broncos are sort of doing enough. They're, they're similar to the Browns offense in that nature, right? Where it's like they're just doing enough to win some games where their defense has been playing a little bit better. We should we should probably talk about that defense, which it seems like people are giving them more credit, Andrew, for being better recently, which I think is fair. But when I look at Denver's defense, I see a secondary that can play, especially a couple people in Sertan and 
and Justin Simmons, who are nice ball players, but the collective unit of that Broncos defense is still the same bad version. They have just been running into some turnover luck. Yep. And in, when I look at this from a DTR perspective, because a lot of people have asked us, I see an opportunity for him to be a more productive quarterback, but also to the, for them to be able to alleviate some of the burden that we saw the last week. And then certainly against the Ravens as well, where those run defenses are significantly better. Right. Understand that the Ravens have been from a points allowed perspective much better. No doubt about that. Right. They have given up 22 and 20 and done just enough to beat the last two teams. They, they held the Chiefs to nine, uh, held them to 19 two weeks before that and then in a loss and then held the Packers to 17. Right. But the Chiefs scored 19 off of and, and again, they had three turnovers. Right. Um, let me make sure I'm correct on that. So the Chiefs had 19, but they gave away a turnover. The Packers gave away another turnover. Then five, Kansas City turned it over five times Mm -hmm. in Denver. You saw four Bills turnovers. You saw three Minnesota turnovers. So, like, they're just capitalizing on turnovers. So the the formula is in place, Andrew. You take care of the football. You run it. The last two weeks, 192 yards rushing against the Bills. The Bills could have ran all day, but just kept trying this is why yeah. our coordinator got fired that's it and then and then the vikings went for 175 relatively simple yards and the the two teams that have not run for triple digit yards the chiefs in weeks six and week eight we know that offense is broke they're mm-hmm. trying to fix a, a broken passing offense so again everybody else the jets back in week five 234 171 from the Bears, 350. I guess we don't count that game, right? People like to say that game doesn't, doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, you you, anytime a team scores 70 on you, you throw that one out. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's just 350, right? No big deal. We throw that out. And then 122, the Commanders. All I'm saying is the run defense is still broken. And teams have been able to manipulate yep. sort of trying to throw the football off of that. And they've just been turning it over. Mm-hmm. So how the Browns are able to string sequence, put their offense together to run, and then give Dorian some easy opportunities off of the run stuff that they're able to establish will tell the story if they can't run it Andrew in this one and that's possible right they could show up sure. in this one play bad the the Broncos could you know come on come come ready to go and, Have and take that away from you yep. but like they're they're clearly not at the same level and the Browns should be aiming for 24 or more points in this game like that's the formula to me to win it so I think that's really attainable I understand Broncos people are what four or five games in a row here maybe four in a row they're feeling themselves a little bit yeah, get a little chesty. Five five, getting a little chesty but the defense is still bad there's their coverage group is good. I'll give them credit. But when you play these teams who just continue to throw into it for no reason, when they've been ripping off runs, you know, that's, that's a problem. And hopefully the Browns can, can avoid that. And I think they're with DTR, they're built to probably avoid exactly that, right? That temptation that you have with Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, right? Where you're like, we got to throw this and got to throw, it. we got this quarterback, got to throw it. Now we're going to, we're going to use our running backs as much as we, as we can. And hopefully the Browns build it based off of that. And I think they will. Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the idea. I think that the fact that anybody with a pretty well designed run game has kind of gotten whatever they want against Denver is all you need to see when you're trying to handicap that side of the ball from a Browns perspective. Um, I I think you know you mentioned this earlier. The Ravens and the Steelers both defend the run really really well. I think the Browns have had two frustrating weeks on the ground and are ready to kind of get going in that way again. Mm-hmm. They love to lean on teams in these situations. You know, I think there's a path for them to get an early lead, rush Russell Wilson out of this game, and uh, just you know play keep away down the stretch, uh, and and you know keep DTR under 25 attempts. I think that's reasonable, uh, just based on how these teams match up. Now, 
you know, like like we said before, is there is there a scenario where Russell Wilson gets hot and there's a few injuries in the secondary that kind of you know put the Browns in, on thin ice? Sure, that's a possibility. But the way I look at it, I think the Browns are going to be able to control this game on the ground. Um, even if they were to find themselves in an early hole, I think they can still run effectively enough to to keep the chains moving and, and put drives together. So I, it's not that I'm overconfident. It's a it's a road game in a difficult road environment in, in a meaningful week with a team that's won against a team that's won four straight games. So I'm not taking this for granted, but I, I just was surprised, you know, uh, to see some conversation on, on Brown's Twitter today about their defense is playing better and, you know, they've got it all figured out without the sort of context of what has been happening for them. It's, it's been turnover fueled and they've also, you know, they played the chiefs twice. And as Jake, you just said, the chiefs, as much as they can't move the ball offensively, they certainly can't run the ball right now. Their run game is just completely in shambles. So, uh, you know, those those games, I think, probably f- uh, flatter the Broncos' defense a little bit. And I'm not saying the Browns are going to put 70 on them, but what the Dolphins did to them scheme-wise running the ball is more in that neighborhood is what I expect on Sunday. Not yeah. 350 yards, but multiple schemes that are all successful, multiple running backs each getting touches, kind of coming at it from a few different angles. I think this could be a really good game for Pierre Strong, for example, to find a few, to break a few long ones. I think Jerome Ford, you know, Kareem Hunt's going to get his touches. Maybe they even bring up a a fourth back to kind of really pad it out. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I I think the Browns can get after them on the ground. I think that's, that's Browns fans should, should feel confident about that dimension. Well, they, well, they have to turnovers and run game, right? You know, I understand the bills are playing with Josh Allen. So it's lighter run game boxes for them. And they shotgun run them to death in the second half when they sort of figured out we can't throw it the way we want to because of drop coverage, right? So they were able to to run it pretty well. And I, and I know Minnesota does a little bit more traditional run game, but they didn't have any issue either. So again, can you avoid turnovers, right? Five turnovers and three turnovers and eight turnovers in the last two weeks. And that's your formula. They won by a couple points and I think they won by one. Like, I mean, so again, like that's, it's so simple. It's, it's, it's cliche silly, but the Browns have been talking about this and we talk about their week by week nature. Don't turn the dang thing over and run it well. And the, I don't think the Browns offense should have a ton of issues getting into at least a touchdown or two and a couple Hopkins field goals, right? You know, at least that, that 20 point range. And then you're playing with, can the defense come up with enough answers for Denver? And I think they have a real chance to do that. So I feel encouraged, right? There is the mile high element. There is the altitude. You got to be able to, to weather that, but the Browns are in a good spot despite Denzel's issue and potentially Thornhill and Walker to still win this football game. And they have earned our faith that they're going to show up, make it a game and try to, I mean, come away with the win. They're seven to three. They've done it more often than they've not. So I think you have to have confidence riding into this one. So that's what we want to hit on a couple little early talking points that are heading into the weekend, but boy, we got a college football slate. We got to hit on that. And then we'll do our NFL picks as well. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats. Like I said, before you buy them, you buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they're sent directly to your phone. All right. So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that game time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets, create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Andrew, let's talk about last week on the college side. Yes, please. Pretty good for us. Five and three for me, six and two from you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, it looks like the game that got us was USC UCLA. UCLA just straight up beats them. Yeah, right. Beat the pants uh, off. Don't love that. Mm-mm. So we missed that one. Yeah. And then I missed North Carolina, which was, I think there was a play or two that happened there that could have made that a seven point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got that one. Then I missed Oregon State Washington, which again was a really close one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Washington snuck away with that one. So all right. Also Arizona. I think it's just fun that Arizona's really good. Yeah. Beat, Hats beat the off to Utah. Oh, yeah, man. Very impressive. Fun. Very impressive. Yeah. If you're up late and nothing to do, turning mm-hmm. on Arizona football is mm-hmm. a joy right now. All right. So switching over to this week as we pick the college side, 33-28-1 for me, 36-25-1. We've done well. You're a little better than me, but we've done well. All right. Rivalry weekend. Oregon State, Oregon. In Eugene. Yeah. Oregon laying 14. So this one is tonight. Uh, so oh, it'll be yes, before yes. people are, are, you know, people will already know when, when they hear this, I think. Probably. Unless they're late podcasters, I'm going to release this sucker right away. Okay, so great. Yeah. Be so, so possible if you're, if you're absolutely jonesing for our college picks that, uh, you get, <laughs> you're able to get this one down. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that I like the ducks here. I, I, I think Dan Lanning has done a good job of getting, um, Oregon Boy, up I for like these him. games. I like him. Yeah. And so I think, I think. There's a lot on the table here for both teams, but I think uh, I think the Ducks are going to maybe 
I think this being in Oregon Stadium helps so much. I think if it was on the road, it'd be a different story, but I'll, I'll lay the 14 with Oregon. I'm comfortable with that too. I, I feel like Oregon's clicking at the right time and is a real college football playoff contender. Just a Agreed. lot of a lot of town on offense and a really yeah. vicious defense as well. And I think if they get that rematch with Washington, they're going to handle business. Honestly, and I also have heard some Dan Lanning like down the line Alabama rumors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as uh, as the takeover for Nick Saban. So something to something to chew on a little bit because you know he came from Georgia. He almost right. went. To, if he told that story, if he almost went to Alabama, but Georgia had hired him. Uh, to yeah. be, I think at the time he got, he went in as a linebackers coach, I think, and then got the DC role eventually. But yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. This Oregon team is a great argument for the twelve-team playoff. Like, I wish this oh, year yeah. this year would be a great year for a twelve-team playoff because there's not, to me, there's not a clear number one. There's a bunch of good teams, and then there's a bunch of teams that are just a tier below that, but could upset those teams on the right day. I think a twelve-team playoff this year would be really, really fun, and I hope the field looks similar next year because. You know, there's there's some seasons like Georgia last year where you kind of feel like it's almost kind of preordained. You know, I don't yeah. I don't feel that way this year, and so I would love to see. I mean, to your point, I would love to see Oregon make it to the four team playoff. I think they're really a balanced team, probably more balanced than Washington. Yep. Uh, but in a twelve team format, certainly both Washington and Oregon being in would be a, a hoot, and I think would be really a good challenge for other teams and other conferences. Yep. So they're going to have to go through Oregon State tonight. They're going to have to go through Washington. They'll have earned it if they get there. 100%. Um, apparently, there's this Ohio State-Michigan game looming. I didn't know much about it. Uh, it is Michigan laying three and a half at home, and that feels right to me. Uh, I think I trust Michigan's quarterback more, even though he hasn't been very good lately. I understand. I, I just need to see more of Kyle McCord and like those, those, uh, those real tight moments, as they call mm-hmm. them, right? Like I just mm-hmm. need to see more of that. Also, Ohio State hasn't stepped up to the plate the last two years. It's in Michigan. I don't think you're going to see the scarlet littered all over the stadium you have in recent years. I think it's going to be a very pro Wolverine crowd who are determined. You know, they feel like they need to rally against everybody rallying against them. You know, they're getting picked on, right? So uh, <laughs> they're going to be determined to keep Ohio State. And I looked at tickets weeks ago, a month ago. It was like 600. So I haven't looked this week. I'm sure it's astronomical. It's going to be a challenge for Ohio State, man. It really, really is. And. I think I have to pick against them. I just, I wow. do. I think I have to take Michigan, not because I, I just don't, I trust them. I trust Michigan's formula a little bit more right now. And um, I don't love laying the points, but I, but I just think that they win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take Michigan and uh, lay three and a half on it. Jake, you can get in for $450. Oh, it's moving. Maybe, maybe there's less Michigan men that care yeah. than we thought. It'll be interesting to see what that crowd looks like tomorrow. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Buckeyes here. Okay. I think the Ohio state defense is the best unit of the four units. Okay. All right. There you go. Can't, I actually can't wait to watch it. It's going to chance to be really, really hostile. I think it'll be a classic. That's why with it being three and a half, I think you got to take the hook. Cause I don't think it's going to be a more than a field goal game either way. All right. Uh, continuing on the rivalry situation here, Alabama, Auburn, didn't Auburn just lose an awful game? I don't have Mexico state. Yeah, thirteen points is all they're. It's all they're. I mean, I got to mm-hmm. take Alabama in the thirteen. They're going to win by two touchdowns. Agreed. I just don't even think it's even worth arguing about. Yeah, I think the only thing is that it's in Auburn, so maybe there's some of that. But no, Auburn is had, is a, having a down year, and it's not like Alabama's going to have trouble getting ready for this one. No, no doubt. All right, Wisconsin at Minnesota. Minnesota's getting three points. Andrew, if we weren't Midwest guys, you'd have a Wisconsin connection. We wouldn't care, but th- but this is on there. That's right. Um, that, you, right you, know on. Me, you know me very well. 
I do. I let you pick the games this week. Well, actually, you just you just did it. It wasn't any of that. I didn't have any preparation. I picked them last week. You picked them this week. One of us usually has enough time to spend 15 minutes on a spreadsheet. That's how it works. Exactly. That's our secret formula for those out there behind the scenes. I don't know, man. I I guess I don't mind Minnesota getting points at home, but I watch they're so bad on offense. It feels like Mm -hmm. both of these teams are bad. I I think I'm going to actually take Wisconsin laying three. I think that's the route for me. I'm going to take the three points with Minnesota just from the standpoint that the, the Gophers need this one to get bowl eligible. So. I mean, they probably would get the exemption or whatever, but they need they need this to get six wins. So I think they get it done. Okay. All right. I dig it. Washington State at Washington. It's the Apple Cup. Is that what they call this? That's what they call it. That's what they call it. Uh, I feel like Washington State has been really rough uh, mm-hmm. after a strong start. So I will take the Huskies and I'll lay the points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's been kind of fun just blindly betting on Washington week after week to blow teams out of the water. And I think this is another one where – they do that, uh, despite it being a rivalry game. It's uh, I kind of I really wish for the narrative that both the Oregon State and Washington State rivalry games were at those stadiums because the crowds would be so anti, you know, the teams that are leaving for the for the Big Ten. So it's a shame that they don't get a chance to kind of boo them <laughs> out of the conference. All right, I actually am changing my pick. I just I looked at some schedule stuff. I actually gonna I'm gonna take Washington State's points. They're scoring pretty well. Okay. I'm just going to do it. There you go. Whatever. I'll look like an idiot. Here we go. No uh, Florida State. Yeah, right. Florida State at Florida. Florida is uh, getting six and a half at home. I don't know, man. The, the Jordan Travis injury turns everything mm-hmm. upside down. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take Florida in the points. Yep. That's where I'm at. It just feels to me like that injury is, you, you know, it's too late in the season to just be making a switch like that and for it not to have an impact. And, you know, Florida's up and down. They're inconsistent, but. You know, yeah. it's a tough road environment. I'll say that to be uh, starting a new quarterback. I don't know who Florida State's going to be starting because it's like Travis Rotomaker was the kid's name that came in. I think okay. is that's a good name. Yeah, that's yeah. There you name. go, Travis. Ro- I, I could be saying it wrong. It's R O D E Maker, Rotomaker, Roadmaker. Not yeah. sure, but yeah, yeah. There Sounds you go. Dutch. Uh, Florida State could win that one for sure, but I don't think they cover six and a half. So yeah, we'll agreed. They win by a field goal in overtime or something like that. Okay. Uh, Iowa State travels to Kansas State. Kansas State is laying 10, coming off of a very big win against their in-state rival last week. Uh, Iowa State gave Texas some some trouble. I think I like getting points in this one. I'm mm-hmm. going to take Iowa State in the, in the 10. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It feels like we should have uh, eight better games than this, but uh, I looked through the entire list a few times, and this one is definitely up there in terms of I think it'll be a pretty tight one. Yeah, the rivalry week is fun in theory, but there's actually not many big ones. It's sparse. Tied to those. Yeah. Especially spread over three days. North Carolina at North Carolina State. State is only getting two and a half. I got to take North Carolina there, right? What's North Carolina State been doing lately? I'm going to look that up while you think about your pick. But uh, I, I, I think North Carolina is at least scoring pretty well. Mm-hmm. I know NC State, they're rolling a little bit here, aren't they? They, they play some they defense. Four in a row they've won. Clemson. Miami, Florida, who they put, yeah, they held to put the clamps on them, put it on Wake Forest, and beat Virginia Tech on the road. Um, yep. All right, I'm just going to take North Carolina kicking a field goal to win it. So, yep. All right, I've got the Wolfpack rivalry game, night nighttime environment at home. I don't know. Take the points. Take the points. I yep. like it. NFL picks last week. I went six and seven. Andrew, it was not kind to you. You went three and twelve. We'll move on from that. Thank you. From the season perspective, I'm forty eight, forty six, and two. Andrew, forty six, forty nine, and two. 
did your uh, money line hit though? Nope. Did not the Jets. I counted that one as two losses. I don't know if that's yeah. how we're we're. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I think we kind of counted as free. So we'll say you're forty six, forty eight, and two. Okay. Thank Let's you. Let's make that. Um, Merc- you are merciful, Jake. You know, I, I try to have a good heart in the holiday season. <laughs> Saints are at the Falcons. A big whoopty shoulder shrug. Who yep. to pick? Yep. Uh, Falcons are getting one and a half at home. I hate this game mm-hmm. with every Don't part of it. my body. Would never pick it and will never watch it. Yep. And I'll take the Falcons. Okay. I'm going to take home. the Saints because the Falcons are starting Desmond Ritter again. And I think we all know what that means. Oh, yoy. All right. Well. Desmond bring it home or or their defense plays well. All right. Steelers at the Bengals. We get the Jake Browning experience. We get no T Higgins. The Steelers catch a break here. I understand the Bengals should not win this game, but I'm on the Bengals. Mm. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover two. They may lose it by a point, the, the Steelers formula, or this might push, right? Something like an 1816 <laughs> final or something Definitely. like that. But I, I think I, I believe in the Bengals more. I just don't like the structure with the steel. There's usually like a little boost that comes with the coordinator change, right? I get that. I don't think that's going to happen here. I really don't. I think the Steelers are fundamentally broke on offense. And they're, they're, they're you know, we talked about this earlier in the mailbag, the way they're going about it. I, I don't like it. I just think I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah, I think the big question is, is the offense really just as easy to fix as giving Jalen Warren like 30 touches a game? Because if it is, they should, the guys that are replacing Matt Canada should, underline should, be smart enough to figure that out because it's obvious to everybody watching the team. If there's more to it than that, then, you know, I think it's going to be hard to fix considering one guy is the offensive coordinator and another guy is calling the plays. I've, I've, I could not tell you the last time that arrangement has existed in the NFL. It seems idiotic. Is mm-hmm. I mean, I trust Mike Tomlin because he's been doing this a long time, but we said that about uh, Bill Belichick making Matt Patricia his offensive coordinator or whatever he, you know, he did. And then, you know, that blew up in his face and it's kind of been the thing that, that, you know, ruined the back end of the Bill Belichick New England Patriots dynasty. So is this a similar thing for Mike Tomlin where it's like, I mean, it's what you said the other night. He's so bad at fixing his offensive coordinator problems that it undoes all of the other really good work that he does. So anyway, long story short, I'm taking the Bengals with you. <laughs> all right i dig it panthers at titans another gigantic shoulder shrug it's a uh, lot sure of those games this week this was um you know a game that i think only bears fans are interested in for the sake of their potential first overall pick here right so yeah i do i trust the titans to beat anybody by three and a half not really but i also think the panthers are really broken too mm-hmm so I, I think I have to take the Titans on this one. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have sound reasoning. I don't trust Will Levis that much, but I think the Panthers are like pushing the limit here of a, of a, of a new owner trying to maybe fire a first year head coach. That's where we're at here. So I'll yeah. take the Titans. Yeah. The Panthers are bad, bad, you know, they're bad. they're bad, bad. So when you're laying short numbers against them, even with the Titans, you do it. Okay. Same page then. Uh, next one bucks at Colts. It's another tight line, two and a half. Colts are laying at home. I'm going to take the Bucks. I think uh, I think they win. I think I'm going to take that as my money line game. So I'll take the Bucks and the money line on that one. I don't even want the points. I think they go in there and win. You have a money line game to use too, Andrew. Should you so choose? Okay, thank you. I, what do you think? Still 100% unsure about how those rules work, but uh, I'll take the Colts minus the two and a half. It's a new addendum. 
Yeah. We're working through it. We're uh, forging new ground here. Giants Patriots, another golly shoulder shrug game. It's rough. It is really rough. Patriots. The gift of this is that since the Browns don't play till four, this is a rare Sunday afternoon where you can do other things because none of these are worth watching. And outside of checking your sleeper app or your Yahoo app to see how your fantasy. Yeah. Make sure your inactives are good. Giants are getting three and a half at home. Patriots have decided to not name a starting quarterback this week. Andrew, they have said uh, we are expecting all of them to be ready to play. And and I know Tommy DeVito is (laughs) not the, the, you know, darling of the position, but he's been better lately. So I think I'm going to take the Giants and getting the points. That's where I'm at. I I don't, I mean, the, the, yeah, the Patriots stuff is is I, I I should just be delighting in it because it was so annoying for the Patriots to be so good for so long. But it is it is a little sad to see them floundering so helplessly, um, without even a shred of competence. But yeah, I'm with you on the line. Uh, the the Giants. I think I don't know why the Patriots would be favored by over a field goal against anybody. Even you know, and then you put on and add the fact that they're on the road. Like, what is that? Patriots offense going to look like it's going to be bad no matter who the quarterback is yeah I, I can't imagine it's any good unless one team just doesn't show up one defend the run you know I suppose but you never know on that stuff that's like waking up the day of your body sore or something this is a huge one in the AFC South Jags at Texans Texans are getting a point and a half at home what do you like on this one I I here's what I will say about this game I refuse to believe that it will be close one of these teams is blowing the other out I don't know who I, tr- I truly don't. I think it's a, a coin flip, but I just don't see this being like a last second field goal game. I see this being like over by halftime one way or the other. So um, I, I I don't fully understand the line insofar as I think the Texans are probably about where the Jaguars are in terms of talent or production at least. So I'll, I'll take the Texans. I'm going to take the Jags just to be different from you. Sure. Then we have yeah. a split. I don't feel good about it the same way you probably don't feel good about no, it. No, not at all. I, I don't feel good about I, any of the games we've picked so far. I don't know, because they're all just so weird. I will say the C.J. Stroud second half last week, did you yeah. catch any of that? No, I did not. Some some ugly throws. He had three interceptions. It yeah. was uh, it was just like, hmm, those are interesting. Not very like him. So I, I'm just curious if that was a trend we see here a little bit. Rookies always fall into this long season lull, you know. You never know when it's going to hit. So I'm curious who takes care of the ball in that one. And uh I guess I'm leaning Trevor does a little bit better. All right, Browns, Broncos. Broncos are laying one and a half. Browns are the dog. I'm going to take the Browns in the points. Simple as that. I think they pass rush messes with Russell Wilson enough, and I think they do enough on offense to to find enough points to win like 2017. Yeah, I I get the reservations about the quarterback leading to this being the, the line that it is. I understand why it has to be here to balance out their their risk, but I man oh man I can't imagine betting the Broncos in this situation I really can't like I I maybe I'm just too low on this team overall but I there's nothing that they've done that strikes me as exceptional I'm with you I, th- there's a turnover formula here if you take the turnovers out of any of those games yep. recently maybe they still beat the Chiefs somehow if you cut the Chiefs five turnovers down a little bit but like again the Chiefs is not, the Chiefs game like. Their defense is really good in Kansas City, but that's not that's not a team that's infallible here, right? Like, it's just <clears throat> I think that win's getting a little blown out of proportion, and I think that the Broncos are due for somebody to just play them with the right formula. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It it feels pretty straightforward. Usually, when it feels straightforward to me like this, it doesn't go the way that I think it's going to. So, you know, 
I guess that's a that's a pretty big warning sign for all of us. But uh, yeah, I, I I I mean, I just think it seems pretty 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 self evident how this is going to go. But you know, I think I'll just say this as like a general philosophy thing. I think the NF people that watch the NFL in general struggle to understand relative schedule differences, right? Like you look at the Broncos having one four, you see that the chiefs are on there twice and it's like, Oh, they are playing better, but it's, you know, if you watch those games, if you pay attention to the league overall, you get a better sense of kind of where the Broncos are at. And they've been doing this by the skin of their teeth and they have not played a defense as good as the Browns in quite some time. And I, I don't think that offense is resilient enough against a very good defense, which the Browns, even with a few injuries, still have. And again, some of those Cortland Sutton throw-up balls have won them games, right? Exactly. You, you can't really bank on no historic types of catches like that every week. So, all right. Next up, we have the Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals are getting two points at home. Apparently, Cooper Cup is going to play. The Rams have just not been very good lately. I'm interested in where you're going on this one first. Uh, I've got the Rams here just from the standpoint that uh, I think that they will be able to move the ball against this Cardinals defense. I do like Kyler being back, which is why I think the line is as short as it is. So I kind of see it as a gift. I think the Rams are will be ready for this one. Okay. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I just think they're kind of playing a little bit better football. I'm still amazed they couldn't get that win last week in Houston, but totally. I just think they're around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're, you know, Kyler at home, going to get another one, my hunch. All right. Anyway. Chiefs at Raiders, big Chiefs bounce back game. I saw Max Crosby is doubtful. If Max Crosby is doubtful, that is a bad blow to the Raiders' overall chances. I, I think the Chiefs get it done by ten, uh, but it's going to be like twenty three thirteen. Like I don't, I don't feel great about it. You probably would take the points there, but the Chiefs' defense is playing so well, and I just think that, that at some point, some of these Chiefs receivers are actually going to catch a football, and it's going to result in some points. Yeah, I mean, I again wish I could manage to feel even a little bit bad for the Chiefs going through what they're going through, but uh, they definitely brought it on themselves. Uh, I will take the points with the Raiders here. Just on the on the, uh, I know the the Crosby thing is tough, but um, the defense is for the Raiders overall is playing so much better since they changed from McDaniel's, and and I think. You know, I, I think they'll have a little bit of home field advantage, and I, you know, it's it's. I think the Chiefs win, but I don't think they cover. Bills, Eagles, Bills fans confident again. <laughs> I think they get thrown back down to earth in this one in a very startling way. Even though I, th- I could see the Chiefs, sorry, the Eagles sleepwalking this one a little bit, but they only have to cover three. So yep. I think it's like a 30-23 win, something like that. They they win, not running away, but they get it done. So yeah, I, th- I think I'm I'm comfortable on the Eagles at home in this one. Yeah, the the Bills fans are going to get reminded that they've got a defensive coordinator for a head coach, and they can't stop the run, which is something the Chargers are also going through. I will say that there's a chance the Bills are the much hungrier team, knowing they have to to get these games. It's possible against perceived losses, but I just think the Eagles know, like these NFC teams know, they have to be at home in those playoff games, right? And they for see sure. the Forty ers charging. Yep, they know the Cowboys are playing well. They can't let up an inch if they want yeah. to get those home playoff games. So I, I do think the Eagles, with that veteran leadership, keep their foot on the throttle and agreed and get it done. Ravens at Chargers. Chargers are getting three and a half. Again, are the Chargers a broken football team, or are they waiting to put together a good game? Like I, I, I do think that there's the 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 car is, is veered too far off the road for Staley to have a future there. But I do really think that at some point they're going to put together a good game, and I, I just. 
maybe I want it to happen, Andrew, which is the case because it's an AFC North team and, and their Browns are chasing them. But I do think that they keep it close. I'm not necessarily calling a win, but I don't mind getting three points like the Ravens kicking a field goal to win it. So I will take the Chargers and the points in this one. Yeah, I'm tempted to do the same thing. Justin Herbert could just absolutely play out of his mind. But recently, even when he plays really, really well, the Chargers still find a way to piss it away. And I just think the Ravens are smart enough to just run the ball 45 times against the Chargers and just make them, you know, eat shit again and again and again. So I kind of see this as the final nail in the Brandon Staley coffin where, you know, they give up a cartoonish number on the ground. So I'll, I'll lay the points with the Ravens even though I want it to go the way you're talking about with with a, an upset win for the Chargers. Okay, right on. And then the last one, Monday Night Football, Bears-Vikings. Just won a huge <laughs> Josh Dobbs trade this week to make up for losing Joe Burrow in my fantasy team. There you go. There's your fantasy interjection for the week. I, I need the Vikings to win and be good. So I'm going to play with my heart here and say that the Vikings win and cover three, 27-20 over the Bears, who are just – they can't – get past themselves like they just can't find a way past themselves and i think the vikings are still playing for more whereas the bears seemingly broken after what they allowed to transpire in detroit last week i'm looking while we're on the the podcast here for how many primetime games they've played i know that panthers game was primetime they were against the chargers in primetime a few weeks ago why are the bears in primetime so much justin fields occasionally breaks a long run is that enough of a reason to put this they were team. the darling man. Justin Fields was talked about as one of the best fantasy quarterbacks coming into this year. So yeah. like people yeah. were all I, over the bears resurgence and then they show up week one and just mm-hmm. Jordan loves debut. He embarrasses them in Chicago and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of fantasy stuff, there's a Justin Fields trade or two that I'm very happy. Didn't get accepted back from early in the season. Right on. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points with the Vikings here. I cannot believe that the bears are, all over primetime like this. And then, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to see them in Cleveland in a few weeks. I can't wait for that game. It should be probably the easiest win on the Brown schedule remaining. It needs to be right. There's uh, an argument to be made for some, maybe you can make an argument for the Rams based on how they've been lately, but they're still so well coached. Yeah. I don't buy that totally. So yeah, that's probably the one that you look at and count it most confidently. Yeah. You know, so all right, well, that's a pod. We did it. We recorded it. A lot of information here. <laughs> uh, big weekend of football with a lot of games that are actually snooze fest, but a couple of enticing games. More in the 4 o'clock slate in the NFL. High State Michigan will make up for a lot of that for you Midwesterners out there uh, on that slate. But, you know, we're a week away from the conference stuff, which is where you get some of those like that Alabama-Georgia game is looming, right? So uh, that'll be fun. We'll continue to pick them. You guys continue to tune in. You'll get a guest from the Broncos on a podcast at some point tomorrow talking a little bit more in depth about them. Otherwise, we'll have a game day pod before you know it. And then we'll be rocking and rolling into a four o'clock Browns game where the OBR will be on right after that to discuss the game. So thanks for being patient. Hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving time with family, right? Relaxing and you're getting ready for a fun weekend. So thanks for making this podcast a part of your day from Andrew and myself. We thank you for being here and listening to the OBR film breakdown. Rate and review the pod if you can. Always appreciate that. But guys, as we always say on the way out the door, go Browns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.